It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. So tonight I have a very special guest uh, in the studio. If you're watching, I'm going to have her introduce herself here in a second. But we're going to be talking about a, uh, a topic that is near and dear to 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 all of us, really. Um, and, and that's the topic of emotions, right? Managing your your emotions. And emotions are uh, one of those things that are uh, really powerful. Um, they, they rule, they dictate our lives and most of the things we do with utmost superiority. Uh, it's important, really, that we talk about this because oftentimes we take um, our ability to feel and to respond to our emotions for granted. Uh, very rarely do we stop and think and pay attention uh, to how we're feeling. Uh, we don't often consider the long-term implications um, of holding on to our emotions um, and, and, and the impact that it has on us, really, until it's too late. Um, think of a time when you, you, re you reacted on a whim because someone abruptly cut in front of you on the highway or coworker annoyed you in the office or someone leashed his or her frustration at you, right? How do you respond? How do you react? And what are some of the impacts uh, of those negative emotions? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, but I'd like to share a quick uh, uh, research article that, that I found um, actually published by uh, the Harvard School of Public Health and the University of Rochester. And this is a 2013 study uh, by these institutions that shows that people who bottled their emotions increased their chance of premature death from all causes by more than 30%, with their risk of being diagnosed with cancer increasing by 70%. This is staggering. And it says that suppressing your emotions, whether it's anger or sadness or grief or frustration, can lead to physical stress on your body. And the effect is the same even when the core emotion differs. So longer term, there's an increased risk of you know, other diseases like diabetes and heart disease. And, and avoiding emotions can also lead to problems uh, with memory, aggression, anxiety, and depression. Uh, and, a, and a study from the uh, University of Texas found that by not acknowledging emotions, we're actually making them stronger. This is staggering. And we often take it for granted, right? The little things that trigger emotions that makes us upset and, 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 and angry and, 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 you know, with a tendency to, to react negatively. We've got to watch out for, for, these, for these emotions because the, the side effects of not being able to manage our emotions uh, can have some far-reaching um, consequences that, that, that we, we don't want. Uh, but with me in the studio to discuss this um, is, uh, is Celeste Scott. Um, I've known Celeste um, for a while, and uh, she, was, she was grateful enough to come uh, on time with Fred tonight to share her story, uh, her journey with us, um, and to share you know, some of uh, the experiences and things that she's going through and, and what she's learned from it and, and how you, know, you can also benefit from that. So, Celeste, I want to welcome you to, to Time with Fred. Thank you for uh, giving up your, your Valentine's Day evening to, to spend time, time with us for, for the next hour or so. Um, uh, we really appreciate your time this evening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is always. So tell us, so let's t tell, tell our audience as well, our listeners, a little bit about you, who you are, um, just so they can you know, connect with you um, a little bit there. Okay. Um, again, my name is Celeste Scott, and 
I am a mother of three beautiful kids. Um, I'm also in the medical field. I have been in Richmond pretty much all my life. Um, I have a very supportive family, um, very supportive friends, and I am on a healing journey right now. Um, I'm 46 years old, and the thing that always kind of crosses my mind is the fact that why did I decide to do a healing um, journey at 46 years old. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right? And I'm sure audiences are, are curious as well. What, well, what is this journey that, that, that you've been on and, and, and why now? I call it a healing journey because I have learned so much about myself um, over the last few years. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in July of 2018. And prior to that, I didn't always have um, a very healthy life, but I was avoiding high blood pressure and um, diabetes by taking control of things that I ate. And I was also pretty active. I worked out every day. Um, I would even run sometimes three to five miles a day. and when I started to feel something that wasn't quite right, I thought it was muscle. I thought, you know, my body was having um, that kind of reaction, like to the weights that I was lifting. But, you know, it turned that um, I had breast cancer. So during that time of uncertainty, um, not really knowing what my life would look like, in a year or even six months, um, I really, I really had to um, lean on my faith um, and really, really trust in God um, because at that point in my life, I didn't know what was next and when you have that kind of diagnosis, you've, you know, got already, you've got preconceived um, things that you've heard or that you've even seen with other people. So as I was going through the chemo treatments and the radiation, um, after I had surgery, because I had a double mastectomy, um, I was at home by myself a lot. And during that time, I had a lot of time. Um, it seemed as though because God had healed my body, it was like that was his time to start talking to me and speaking to me in ways that I, I had never paused before like that. You know, they always say you should be still and know that he is God. But at that point in my life, I had no choice but to sit still. And during that time, it seemed as though everything that had happened in my past came rushing to the surface. Um, 
Now, you had mentioned when we, we chatted a while ago that up until then, you're, the way you dealt with that was just to, you kind of bottled those those emotions, right? You, were right. you doing that thinking that they were going to go away? Yes. And a lot of times, you know, we go to church and we, you know, go and we worship the Lord and we pray and we have, you know, altar call and during that time, you are supposed to be giving those you heavy know. things in our life over to him. And I was pretty much thinking, you know, that I had did that. But it was almost like I really hadn't surrendered. Mm-hmm. I still had the thoughts of things like it was like an old, a bad replay of of a movie or a commercial of just about everything that had happened in my life up until that point. And um, childhood things, um, marriage, you know, after 14 years, um, marriage dissolved, um, seeing how it affected my kids. Um, moving on, you know, and then trying to figure out who I was without being defined anymore. Um, So you get to a point where you're like, okay, I I feel like I have it all together. Everything's great. Um, You know, I'm not really struggling. And you tend to put off a false persona Mm. and after a while that false persona Mm. starts to crack and you know your friends um people that love you they tend to see it before you do but sometimes they may struggle in how to tell you And, and there's a lot of us um you bring up an important point celeste that we, we go through life and we want to put on that 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 bravado right we want to show that we we have it all together mm-hmm. but like you rightly said behind that facade um are a lot of hurting people right yeah. they either don't want to bring their 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 short stories out or share their vulner- vulnerability um because they're afraid that people might judge them what was the reason why you 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 were shielding or you're putting up that facade right was it um i didn't want to let a lot of people down Mm -hmm. i felt like you know my kids were watching Mm -hmm. um they were depending on me to quote unquote bounce back Mm -hmm. um i felt like i owed it to myself to you know be strong and not walk around like I had been defeated you know and it's easy and it's comfortable to stay in that kind of feeling you know where you're constantly questioning yourself and whether or not you know you're equipped to do this thing called life and that's when I really started gravitating towards people that were really pouring into Mm me. Um, When you're in unhealthy relationships, Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to pull out of them because you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with the toxicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. to say it that way, but mm-hmm. um, when other people started to say, well, Celeste, you know, maybe, maybe you just need to go and talk with mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because going to church and praying and talking to my friends and, um, you know, getting advice from wise counsel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was helpful. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I still had all of these feelings yeah. so and all, emotions. All, all this while that you're tr- suppressing these, these emotions and these feelings, what was it doing to you? I can tell you um, it kept me up at night. Insomnia was a regular thing, um, especially when I was going through my chemo treatments. I was up every night at 3 o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter if I took melatonin or if I used my um, essential oil diffuser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I listened to Headspace, which is an app that I used on my phone, and it pretty much walked me through meditation and relaxing my body one muscle at a time Mm -hmm. but the one thing that I could not get to still to calm down was my mind Mm. my mind was steadily racing all the time Um, I was always looking at scenarios being the worst Mm. like I never saw any positivity Mm -hmm you know, in my situation. And I would go for walks. I would go to um, Yorktown sometimes. Mm -hmm. And my mom, sometimes she would go with me. And all I wanted to do was just sit there Mm -hmm. in front of that big body of water and just let go. To calm your mind. To calm my mind. You know, there's there's a book that I read uh, by Joyce Speyer um, entitled the, the Battlefield of the Mind. And he, she describes the, the, the mind as a battlefield, really. That's where a lot of you know, our thoughts and, and all of these things emanate from. And it's actually a, a, a proverb that I, I love. I think it's uh, Proverbs 4.23, which says, um, guard your heart or your mind, your with, mind. with all diligence, right? Yeah. Because out of it flows all the issues of life and and i and i think about it and i hear you talk and you know the struggles with 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 getting that your mind to calm down i mean how 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 much of a big deal was how much of a struggle is it to get to get to subdue some of those thoughts and we all experience that yeah yeah we do and um i think part of it is when we try to control the outcome like Whatever your outcome is, whatever you want it to be, and of course we want it to be favorable, you know, to us, but because I was trying to fix the situations by myself, it created anxiety, it created heart palpitations. Mm. Um, I really couldn't work out and really focus on what I needed to do because of my mind racing and, you know, wondering. So 
when I started to feel the lump in my chest, I procrastinated and I procrastinated because I didn't I didn't want to know what it was. So again, it was you're, like you're trying to suppress trying that as to well, suppress right? it. I was trying to suppress that fear, you know, and you know, still trying to say to myself, "Well, God is in control. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, you know, make sure that I'm okay." But I could only go off of that, you know, but for so long. Um, you had come to our church and you had spoken to us one Sunday about how your blessing is tied to three things. And I had just started working at a new employer and I couldn't figure out why the, um, provider that I worked for had all of these pictures with cancer patients and something was just pressing on me. One day, uh, I just went to her and I said, hey, I need an exam hmm. um, to, just to kind of put my mind at ease. Yeah. And I was already kind of going through anxiety and not sleeping at night. And so the stress that my body had been under was, I believe it was a combination hmm. of everything just trying to surface and you know how when you have a lot of dust underneath Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the refrigerator or like an appliance and water gets into it you see all of that dust kind of seep out Mm. and that's kind of like what I felt when I had finally just hey I need an exam I need to know what's going on with my body, you know, and immediately she was like, I need you to go get a mammogram. I need you to go today. But they couldn't get me in there quick enough. That was on a Monday. On that Tuesday, I went, had the mammogram and the 3D uh, breast exam. And um, by Friday, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow, that quick? That quick. And, you know, I can't tell you how um, I was fearful, but I had some relief because I knew something else was going on. And um, I, I felt like my life was not my own anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my life had come to a screeching halt. But even during all of that, um, going through the chemo treatments and the radiation, um, I had people around me constantly telling me, well, Celeste, you're not alone. You know, God is with you. Um, But still, again, I had a, a false persona that I was trying to carry, you know, I was trying to be strong for everyone else. So uh, at what point did you decide that enough is enough? It's enough suppressing these feelings. I've had enough suppressing these feelings. I've had enough trying to be Mm -hmm. 
someone I'm not. At what point did you decide to say, look, this thing, if I'm not careful, this thing is gonna, it's gonna have a more negative impact than it is right now. What was it that flipped the switch for you? When I was at home recovering and I had a lot of time on my hands, um, I started journaling and I was writing about just, just about every feeling and emotion that I felt over a course of the day. Um, it was first uncontrollable crying, like un like just could not be consoled. Um, then it was fear of what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had come across some reading that said that when we have disease in our bodies, it comes from dis-ease. Mm-hmm. And I had been diseased for a long time. I never gave myself time to heal, really, after my marriage dissolved. I just kept moving. You know, it was Again, like, still trying to drown those emotions, right? Trying, trying to, to be busy. Yeah. Yeah, still trying to drown those emotions. So I put all of that into taking better care of myself. But in the long run, it, it did not um, prevent the disease coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have it on either side of my family, mm-hmm. you know, um, no mental issues mm-hmm. on either side. But I knew I needed to go and talk to somebody. And everyone was like, you know, that's so courageous. You know, you're you're asking for help. You're not holding it, you know, or keeping it to yourself. So I reached out to um, uh, a lady, a a counseling agency that I was following on Instagram. And that's another thing with social media. You can you can follow a lot of different people, yeah, yeah. but you have to be mindful of what kind of energy absolutely they're be putting careful. off. Yeah, yeah, and so I started to tailor down the people that I followed. Um, and when I say tailor down, I was just unfollowing. Why is it important that? Because it's 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 the pressure these days with social media, right? The more likes you have, the more friends you have the better you, you seem to be, right? Or so it seems, right? But yeah. in your case, you were doing the opposite. I was doing the right? opposite. Why is it important to be careful who you follow, especially when it comes to, you know, this this high-pressured social media environment in which we live in? Like you said, um, we have to guard our heart. And that also means we have to guard what we look at what we're listening to. Um, So I became more aggressive with what I posted. And a lot of people used to be like, well, Celeste, you post a lot. Well, (laughs) I posted a lot because to me, that was my inspiration. It kept me grounded, so to speak. Like, that was my personal vision board and you know if I pulled up my social media I didn't see things negative and 
um, not of of God. You know, I didn't want anything like that on my page. So I found this uh, counseling service. They're called Avail Counseling. And um, I positioned myself to start seeing someone. At first it was on a weekly basis. And then it tailored back, you know, to maybe once a month. And then I lined up with a Christian counseling agency. And um, that's when everything started to, I'll just say it started to get better for me. So before before we get to that part where things started to get better, we are right at the half-hour point, and we just want to remind our listeners that we're you're watching Time with Fred, um, and we have in, a, in the studio with us a very special guest, uh, Ms. Celeste Scott, who's sharing her experiences uh, with, uh, with battling her emotions. We're going to take a, a quick message here from our uh, underwriter and we will be uh, right back. It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. You're listening to Time with Fred, an inspirational radio broadcast with your host, speaker, and life coach, Fred Gaddy. And we want to say a very special thank you to the Thrifty Quaker uh, Thrift Store uh, located on 13567 Midlothian Turnpike, also known as uh, Route 60. They're in the inner, inner corner of uh, Midlothian Station Shopping Mall. Um, if you have any re- reusable items, um, that you want to dispose of, they'll be um, they'll be happy to take them, and uh, um, um, they, they they make this this show possible. They make this broadcast possible, uh, amongst with several others as well. And also a special thank you to uh, this uh, same station, WRWK, a purely volunteer-run independent public radio station um, that produces content such as what you're watching right now. Um, so again, to all the special people who make this possible, to uh, Ron Skinner, the man behind the scenes who you don't see, who makes sure you're, you're, um, we're looking good and that we, we sound good. Um, to, thanks to Ron, to, um, uh, to, to Liz, uh, to, to Stephanie, to, to all the folks who uh, to help making uh, WRWK what it is right now. Um, and we're, we're discussing uh, the power of emotions. And my special guest has been sharing about her battle with with bottling her emotions and 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 the consequences that uh, they they they've had. So if you're watching, you're you're watching um, you're watching Time with Fred um, live on WRWK's um, Facebook page. So Celeste, you're, you you'd gotten to that um, turning point, right? You're, you you you'd gotten some some counseling, and you know you started talking to some good people, and and things started, um, you know taking a turn but I, I, I want to step back a little bit to because you, you you touched on you know uh, some of what I read early on about this research and, and I'm not saying in any way that this had any impact or this was this correlated in any way to what you're feeling but um, I think it really sheds more light to um, to the research right that but by bottling up your emotions you know you there's a chance of, of increasing you know um, 
premature death and from all sorts of causes by up to 30 percent uh with a risk of being diagnosed and cancer increasing by 70 percent and 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 this is true i mean you talked about how this there was no trace of this in your family and and certainly something something like this happens and and i'm not a medical doctor by any means i'm not claiming to be one but we're just trying to uh underscore you know the importance of 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 detaching yourself right and, and not suppressing the emotions um that, that you feel and it's important to get to get help early uh because by by prolonging you know some of these um you know bottling these issues you you you, you become prone to to things that you, you probably don't want to deal with down down, down the road do you, do you does this make sense this, this research article yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. um i thought about that i read i researched and I tried to get some understanding about how I got the gene that I had. Um, the gene that I had was called the HER2 positive gene, which is a very aggressive form of breast cancer. And when they diagnosed it from the right side, they asked me, did did you want to have just one taken or do you want to have both taken? And I thought about it and I was like, just go ahead and take both. And I prayed, you know, and I was like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And sure enough, when they did the biopsy on the left one, they saw precancerous cells. Oh, wow. So I feel like... Um, Throughout this whole process, it forced me to really deal with everything that had happened. Um, how are you doing right now? Dear? How, how are you doing emotionally right now? Emotionally, I'm stronger because I don't cry when I'm talking about it like I used to. Um, there are still some events that have happened within the last three years that I'm overcoming. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel that because I've got accountability from my friends and my family, um, they don't let me move too far outside mm -hmm. of the box. Mm -hmm. Um, even my daughter, sometimes when I'm talking with her, she'll say, okay, mom, pump the brakes. Mm -hmm. You're going down the rabbit mm -hmm. hole. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good that I have that in place because support, the support system. The support right? system. How important is that? It's huge. It's huge because they are connected to your healing. If I heal, everyone around me becomes healed yeah. um i think that if i had to have gone through it by myself i would have had um a harder time getting out of that that dark cloud um staying in bed is easy but getting out of the bed and pushing forward that's the hard part um I do think that um, getting outside, walking, um, being connected to nature 
is a huge part of my healing. Um, I've always loved to write. So journaling has become um, blogging. Mm -hmm. And the more I talk about things that affect or have affected me, the more I feel like it's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Because I'm working through the emotions as I'm writing. And I also feel like um, because I'm sharing my story, I'm helping someone else that may be going through the same thing. Um, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and that's why this, that's what this show is all about, right? That's what this broadcast is all about because there, 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 there are a lot of people out there who are dealing with some of these things, right? Even right now who are, don't want to deal with the issues because it, it's 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 raw. It, it's painful, right? It, it brings in guilt. It brings in pain, and and they'd rather not deal with it. You know, they, right. they just you know brush it aside, expecting it to disappear. But as you rightly stated, it, it's you're going to confront it at some point in your life. Yes, right. And hopefully, you have um, a definite support system because. Without that support system, it's hard for you to process those emotions by yourself. Mm -hmm. The emotions, um, they come and go. One day, I may feel like I'm riding a cloud and I'm praising the Lord and I'm, you know, built up with a lot of courage and strength for another day. But then there are days that come that are heavy yeah and it hits you so it's not it's not it's not completely gone yet it's not completely gone and they say healing is not linear yeah it 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 comes and goes um but like i was saying with the support system that you have they keep you from having less dark days and um there's a member of our church every year she's given a word that God places on her heart and this year her word was surrender Mm -hmm. and we were talking about it in church and surrender made me cringe a little bit Mm -hmm. because I can say this but it, it always made me feel like I was only allowing God to have certain parts of mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, kind of pick and choose, right? Oh, you can have just little. Yeah, you the, can. Then I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll this, keep one, this right? part, yeah. you know, for myself. And unfortunately, the parts that I kept for myself failed. Mm. Now I'm learning that when I'm surrendering everything, even the uncomfortable stuff to God, it makes things feel lighter. Yeah. And it makes the emotion, you know, of trying to, you know, have a favorable outcome, trying to, you know, control those emotions. I just now I just give it to God. But that, that, that's important, Celeste, that you share that, because I think it goes back to that vulnerability. Right. We, we don't we don't want to show our weakness. We, we right. don't want to show how vulnerable we are. And. And we read this. I mean, just yesterday, I was just in preparation for uh, for a talk uh, that I'm going to be giving here in the next two weeks. Um, 
I was just reading about all these incidences involving, you know, people, normal people, that's how they describe them, right? Just getting up and, 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 and killing their families. You know, yeah. man kills wife and three daughters, man kills wife. And, and I can't tell you how many of those articles that I found mm -hmm. just by doing a quick Google search. I must have clipped about 20 of them. Right. right, man kills wife and man kills family and dog and and on and on and on. And what was interesting, a good eighty percent of those articles, because I was just skimming through just to figure out what was causing some of those things. Right, I mean there were a plethora of reasons, but when their neighbors and their communities and their family members were were being asked or interviewed, you know what they all said? These were all normal, normal people. people. These were all great people these were people who never caused any problems in the community beautiful family you know but Spot. then underneath that veneer mm -hmm. there were deep-seated issues that i guess no one knew right because they weren't talking about them and that's how and that's why this is so serious right we we work with a lot of normal people right we see a lot of normal people we interact with a lot of normal, normal people. people what we don't know are some of the challenges that these normal people are dealing with. And that's why it's important what we're discussing today about, you know, not not bottling or not suppressing those mm -hmm. emotions because they suppress it to a point where they can't take it anymore and then they go out and then they act it out. And then we wonder what happened. Right. Right. And that's kind of like where I was before I started talking to someone. I was subconsciously reacting in ways that was not like me, like it was not of my character. Um, for example, if you're in a relationship, you know, there's a level of vulnerability that you have to have. And when you're in a relationship, Trust is huge. You mm -hmm. can't have a relationship without trust. Um, when you have anxiety and things that you haven't dealt with mm -hmm. and you haven't healed from, you can unintentionally project mm. that hurt and that onto unhealed onto other people. Onto other people. And then they're sitting there like, well, what, what, what happened, you know? And that's another part of this healing journey because I made up in my mind I wasn't going to date or, mm -hmm. you know, anything until mm -hmm. I was completely okay with Celeste. Mm -hmm. So it takes a gut level of honesty. Mm -hmm. Um of looking in the mirror and dealing, you know, with the things that you really haven't healed from. And um, I believe that when I started going to a Christian counselor, she brought it home. She said, Celeste, she said, do you know who you are? Hmm. And then she was like, you've just forgotten who you are, whose I am. And 
She said, just start writing who you are in Christ every day. She was like, you can Google it. You can, you know, bring in everything that you find. And she was like, I want you to just start speaking that over yourself every day. And the more I started to do that, the less time I had to think about the past. Why was it important to, to answer that important question? Because I've asked that question, and I'm going to be asking you at some point on this show, right, what defines you? But since you brought it up, I'll, I'll, I might as well ask you now, what, who are you? I know that I'm a daughter of the king. I am divinely designed, unique and special, and I am wonderfully made. In spite of whatever. In spite of everything. Ron, can you please pass us the uh, the box of tissue, please? <laughs> in spite of everything that's happened in my life. You can um, just keep it right there. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm worthy of everything pure and good. Um, these things I speak over myself every day. Why is it important to define yourself by that and not the circumstances and the things that you're going through? Because circumstances and things that you go through are temporal. Hmm. They don't last always. And when you're going through those things, it's so important to keep your eyes on the Father because his promises are true. They do not come back void. Everything that he says, you can stand on. And I define myself through him instead of other people. And I'll give you a moment to, uh, to collect yourself, Celeste. And, and it's okay to be emotional. We, we're talking about a, um, an emotional um, uh, topic here. So it's, it's okay to be emotional. But Celeste, there are a lot of folks out there um, who, who have allowed, whether consciously or unconsciously, um, the circumstances or the situations that they're going through to define them. So they have these labels on them, and they, they have, I've interacted with quite a lot of people. They, they, that, that, inner, that inner voice, right, that you, you've got to be very careful what that inner voice it is that, that you listen to. Yeah. And the reason I ask this question, who you are, because I, I, I think it's important to be very conscious and very intentionally in, in defining who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we, we answer this question, and, and like you rightly stated, you, 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 you tell yourself that every time. Why is it important to, to reinforce this? Why, why don't you just say it, you know, once and just, why do you have to keep reminding yourself every time of who you are? Because your thoughts can consume you. They can, they can really take over and Sometimes those thoughts are not always based on facts. They're based on someone else's definition. Mm. And someone else's definition, if it's not in alignment with what God thinks of me, then I shouldn't I shouldn't focus on those those definitions. Um so in the morning I do affirmations and 
it's almost like you you just have to speak those things over yourself constantly so that you are reminding yourself and as you speak those things they do become real yeah yeah they become real and the things that you used to believe about yourself doesn't have that much impact anymore they're there but you have the power within you to say that's not me mm-hmm. you know and we do have to to choose you know that this is who i am mm-hmm. and um I really think that when we focus on the Lord and we try to live our life more like how he would want us to, the things that we struggle with become our stepping stones. They help grow us and and make us stronger. And when I started blogging and writing, I was still healing, you know. But it means more to me now because I can look back months ago and I can see where I was emotionally. And today, it's like, I remember that person. I remember her struggle. But look at how we've... We've we've gotten here today, and obviously your faith has been a, a, an integral part, right? Component, yes. right? A huge a huge lever huge. Um, in you in you dealing de- dealing with this now. Celeste, if you were to to look back at your at your younger self, right? Maybe five ten years um, back, what would you be telling your your younger self? What would you be telling that old Celeste? right now if you had to advise knowing what you know now mm-hmm. um, if you had to advise that younger self what would you tell her I would tell her to believe in herself and to keep moving forward um, with education Um, I would tell her not to doubt herself and that if trials and challenges come, don't take your eyes off of the Lord. Because once you take your eyes off of him, things won't go smoothly. (laughs) Um, I would tell her to trust God with everything the comfortable stuff and the uncomfortable stuff and to just believe that everything that comes my way God is walking with me through it all 
And I know you, you talked about um, faith being uh, an important part um, of your journey, uh, the church family, um, which has been huge, your friends. And I know your, your mom's right here in the studio. She's not on camera, but she's mm -hmm. sitting in the hallway. Uh, yes. She brought you here, and she's, she's, a, she's a, an emotional um, support. Um, anything you want you, to, to tell, to, 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 to tell <laughs> mom or to tell the world about, about your mom? Yeah. Because it's, it's huge, right? Having that emotional support and the fact that she brought you here to, to support you through this. Yes. Um, um, my mom is just... I'm blessed. Mm. I'm really blessed. Um, if I had half of the backbone that she has, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd... Um, it's something to aspire to become. Um, she's been there for me through the good and the bad. She became my caregiver when I was going through the chemo treatments and everything. I can't thank her enough. Um, I thank God that I have a mom like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know she's aware mm -hmm. of how thankful I am, but it's always good to give your parents, you know, their due, their roses Absolutely. while they're still yes. here. Yes, and I couldn't agree with you more, and, and I'm sure mom's uh, listening and she's hearing you right now, but we're, we're uh, folks, this is, this is deep. Um, of course, it's a, it's a night of love. We, we didn't mean it to be such an emotionally charged environment tonight, but these are the real issues that a lot of us deal with, right? Even in the midst of the love and in the, in, in the midst of the glitz and the glamour and all of that, there are real issues that, that we're dealing with. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Uh, the dangers of bottling up those emotions. Now, there's some who might be saying, man, I've, this is me you're talking to. Um, I've been there and, and thank you so much for sharing this. But if you were to, to talk to someone, I want you to look right there into that camera um, and address uh, someone who may be watching, who may be dealing with, um, with, with, you know, some emotional issue, or what would you tell them? You're not by yourself. And if you have a strong faith, and even if you don't have a strong faith, surround yourself with people who do. And make sure that you have friends and people that are in your corner that want the best for you, the best outcome for you. And I'll give you just my take on this. Um, an oyster, when it's in the ocean, it creates a pearl by the layers and layers that it goes through to get rid of the irritation that becomes part of the oyster. Challenges and obstacles in your life are those irritations. Just keep healing, keep doing the work so that you can be your absolute best not just for yourself, but for those around you. And you'll become that luminous pearl that everyone wants. 
you're rare, you're unique, you're valued, and you should look at yourself that way and not anything less than that. And love God, love yourself, and just know that you're not by yourself. Line up with a church or get into the word so that you can live and flourish and be all that God wants you to be. Thank you, Celeste. Those were some profound words right there. If there, if there are any three things that I've learned um, or that I took away from your story tonight, um, as far as managing emotions, is um, I call them the three A's, right? Acknowledge the problem. Don't brush it aside. Don't ignore it. Because it's not going to go away. It it may go. It may seem like it went away um, briefly, but it's it's going to resurface and it's going to resurface and come back in a, in a big way to to uh, to haunt you. Um, acknowledge the problem. Uh, the second thing that I learned is um, to assess the problem. Why are you dealing with this? Right? Mm -hmm. Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? Um, and, and get help. Um, talk to a, a licensed or a qualified um, medical person who, who can help you. Talk to a, a good counselor. Find the help that you need. Don't ignore the problem. Assess where you're going and, and get the help that you need. And then the third is attack. Don't, not, not the person, not the situation, not yourself, but attack the problem. Resolve it, right? So those right. are the three A's. And if you're, there's any takeaway that you want, I can give you mine. But Acknowledge the problem, assess the problem, and attack the problem. Emotions are powerful. I've seen families destroyed. I've seen lives destroyed. I've seen nations destroyed, governments toppled just because people have not been able to, uh, to handle um, their emotions. According to the CDC, there are about 45,000 cases um, of, of suicides in the United States a year. Half of those have to do with real mental uh, issues, right? Real mental problems, which are, which, which are legitimate problems. But the other half, which is about maybe 22, 23,000 of those cases have to do with real issues like emotions and financial problems and, and marital problems and and, and and all and all and this is this is this is a lot two is way too much twenty five thousand even that's a twenty three twenty thousand is a lot yeah right and these are these are and we see them every time we hear uh about this every time but get help get help celeste uh thank you so much for joining us on time with fred tonight it's Thanks. so inspiring to hear about how god um you know restored and 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 still you, you, it's still part of the journey right it's he's still, not done with you yet and um done. and and i pray that um you know he heals you completely that this becomes a powerful testimony um not only for you and your family but to everyone um thank you again for tuning in and until next time dare to become have a good night